Hey y'all, hey, welcome to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we talk about all things adulting, our experiences as three Black women on this journey of living our best life, trying to support each other as we figure out this ghetto world of adulting. I am joined by my amazing co-hosts, Nay and Sunny D. Hi honeys, I'm Nay, your virtual homegirl with thoughts on almost any and everything. To me, adulting is a game of whack-a-mole. Once you think you have one thing conquered, something else pops right up. What's up, y'all? It's Sunny D, and to me, adulting is choosing to be your best self while that laundry multiplies and the dogs are chewing on your favorite shoes. Yo, 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 this is your girl, Nakai, and I'm your host of Where's My Blueprint Podcast. I randomly burst out in song, love, ice, and think adulting is a beautiful storm of I get to do what I want mixed with what the hell did I sign up for? Thanks for joining us. Now let's get to the episode. Hey, welcome back to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we deliver entertaining, educational, and some inspirational thoughts and comments all about adulting. So the quote of this episode for today is, because we are, of course, y'all, in Black History Month, and I just want to ensure that every single Black woman on this earth feels seen. And so this quote is for you. To any Black woman that can hear this, or if you're reading from the blog, you are reading this and can see this, we just want you to know you are appreciated and loved. You are the foundation of the human race, the strongest thing in nature. Know you are beautiful and continue to shine. Keep giving your glory. Keep working in your glory. You are the beautiful Black woman. I love this quote. It's so strong and necessary. And as a Black woman, knowing that from jump, you know, you have multiple strikes against you. You know what I mean? And there's so many battles that you're fighting before you can form words. Um, It's important to have these moments where we have solidarity with other Black women and know that we are the foundation. Everything that we do comes from us. Everything that exists came from us and will continue to do so. So yeah, we are the shit. I agree. I agree. And I love how you said like just seeing another Black woman seeing another Black woman. That is huge. And I society never make a black woman feel down if you're a black woman meaning if you don't want to be felt if you don't want to feel that way don't make another black woman feel that way because at the end of the day we're all connected in some type of way um but with that we will move into our either or so our either or for today is live in a big city with all the things all the people all the traffic or quiet countryside living with cows and no starbucks i mean i know that would be hard for you no Starbucks. For me, I would say I would like the countryside living. It's definitely quiet. You have more space. You get a lot more money bang for your buck. You get to really see the stars at night that are big, going and bright, deep in the heart of Texas. <laughs> but I, for me, I would do country living because I can always drive to the city. And I'm going to add one thing. I probably know me will have like a small little condo or something or apartment in the city. So like if I'm going to the city, I already know I have a place to stay and I don't have to drive that long drive back to the country. Because if y'all ain't never been on country roads at night, it ain't fun. It's like, it is not fun. With one stoplight, not fun. Yeah, no, I like my star or a nice cute coffee shop I would probably say as I've gotten older I will say this as I've gotten older more settled um you know planting more roots things of that nature I think countryside living is more in alignment with 
overall what I want for my future, our dogs, our kids, just it's a slower life. It's a quieter life. Um, it can be a simpler life, buy more land, all that kind of stuff. I do like a good, I am a city girl, born and raised. It would be hard to, to separate the two for sure. But I agree with maybe having a little, you know, rental space in the city that, you know, you can have, you stay at when you go visit and then run it out when you're not. That's entrepreneurial thinking. I like it. I see where you're going with that. But yeah, I agree. I definitely think big kitchen in a decent sized house on a lot of land in the country would be good. Although I always think about if I wanted to door dash something, what would be available? But I guess that's neither here nor there. Gary, you're going to be cooking a lot more. You will. There's so many dishes. We don't have two dishwashers. Never mind. It's fine. Use plastic plates. I can't. I don't have plastic pots. On that note. (laughs) So... So I was thinking about this earlier and I want your your take on it. How is your mental state this week? Diving deep today. Okay. Um, this week my mental state has been all over the place, if I'm being transparent. Um, no, it has been all over the place from just understanding what's going on in the world, listening to all these um unfortunately black men committing suicide with DJ Twitch really trying to still be that strong friend, but trying to figure out like, okay, if I'm keep if I'm giving, 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 I need to stop giving and pouring to me. Because at this point, I feel like somebody told me that if you they use it in a money uh analogy because sometimes that's the easiest for uh, some of us to understand is that like if you're consistently giving you're giving people money like you're keep lending 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 and you have no income source you have no investments you have no nothing that's pouring into or re- replacing the income that you're giving out then you're automatically going to be in debt so to answer that question of like part of me this week felt like I'm indebted to myself of I'm giving out too much energy and I'm not giving that I'm not getting that energy back and it's not pouring back into me. So having to really stop and say like putting up that boundary, my favorite B word is that I'm not talking to y'all and it's not anything against y'all. It is more for me to be able to replenish me because I am giving so much to y'all and y'all aren't giving anything back to me. So I need a quick, huge boundary up. Um, But it's also interesting because when that happens, as we know, people feel attacked. People feel like, oh, well, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And it's like, that's your, your story. You're telling yourself. Yeah. It's uh, setting boundaries and people's reactions to setting boundaries is a whole other thing. For me, I'll, I'll admit I'm similarly kind of all over the place. I am very emotional person and I tend to feel in variety of, an emo- of emotions simultaneously. So as much as I am excited about um, you know, some family time that's coming up, I'm also equally stressed, um, you know, wrapping things up work-wise, getting things organized around the house, like all kinds of stuff just has disrupted my sleep. I think I maybe have gotten one night of decent sleep, maybe two of uninterrupted decent sleep um, this week. And clearly that's not enough. So I do feel to a point I'm running on some fumes. So yeah, that's pretty much where I'm sitting. And I always feel, always have this perpetual feel of feeling like behind, like there's something else that I could be doing that's productive and that hustle culture mindset you know that'll kill you if you don't know how to maintain it or manage it I'm so glad you said hustle culture because it was brought to my attention that (laughs) 
It's okay to relax. It's okay to be. It's okay to just sit in the bed and watch TV all day. It is okay. And like how you said, we have this hustle culture that tells us, oh, if you got time to lay down, you got time to work. If you got time to watch two episodes, you got time to get up your ass and do what you need to do. Yes, you do. But at some point, mentally, you're tapped out and your brain is not working as it should be. Mentally, it can't function on that. Hence why they call it rest. Your body needs sleep to re um, recover, but also to allow your brain and your eyes to rest. Yeah, I thought that was a really good point. So with that being said, y'all, we're going to talk about some deep stuff today. And this is a warning for this episode. At this point, if you do not want to talk about mental health, if you are not in that space, if you are like, hey, I'm tapped out, I've heard about this. It's also Black History Month. So we're getting, you know, a lot of input about like our history, slavery, all this stuff coming in, coming at us at once. So this is a moment we'll take two. 2.2 seconds to allow you to pause or stop or just go to the next episode because we about to get into it. Okay. So I say that if you're still listening and you're here with us, let's keep going on this roller coaster. So <laughs> um, being a black woman is hard or challenging. And we all know that, but also being a black woman and smiling through challenges that would take out any other race. I realize that that makes us really, really unique, but it makes us tired as hell. And when you hear the words black women in mental states, what do you think about? Man, challenges. I think of heavy weight and the expectation of balancing way more than we need to. And it being expected of us to want to balance all of this stuff because we are strong black women. You know what I mean? And that it's easy for us to juggle everything and everybody. And it's not. <laughs> it is not. And it is very difficult a lot of the time. And some women find joy in it. And there are moments of joy in everything. But there's also strength in softness and there's strength in um resting, like you said, and sharing that weight with someone that's not us. No, I love how you said that there's strength in softness. And I feel that in our culture, we're always looked at the strong black woman. And I saw this TikTok the other day. I don't know if I shared it in a group, but I saw this TikTok the other day of this white woman and she was saying, and it'll be in the blog y'all so y'all can refer to it. Um, But she was saying how like, in her opinion, white women are so jealous of black women and it comes off as hate. It comes off as, you know, all this negativity towards us because they see us doing the things we that they are not programmed to do. Meaning they see us being able to come to work, living our best lives, coming to work in our own authenticity, coming to doing things of like holding down a household, doing, the, you know what I mean? Not marrying. And I'm not going to say all of us because this is an asterisk that some, but they are programmed to shut up, sit still and do what their husband says. Like they're programmed to marry early, have kids early, but at all costs, your husband is the ruler of your life versus when they look at us, it's totally different of like, we use our voice and our voices may be loud, our voices may be soft, but there's power in what we say and when we say it. And so I even think about like when you said softness of when will black women be able to be soft? When will that, when, when, what does that day look like? And how can we start to transition and work in our femininity, like, or feminine energy for y'all? What does that look like? And you said not carrying this burden by yourself. How do we give, how do we even allow for 
someone else to help us with this burden when we're we're programmed as little kids to always be the independent black girl where if you have brothers your brothers are like oh they're boys let them be boys and then in in some cases because I have one brother that's a grown child you know what I mean like when when is it when will black women be able to take a day off Mm, that's the question, isn't it? I think it's reprogramming. I think it has to start with reprogramming and redefining what a strong black a strong black woman is and what a strong black woman looks like because it may not be the same for everybody. A strong black woman could be a soft black woman simultaneously. You know what I mean? Like I said, the strength and softness. And I mean, your favorite B word setting them boundaries and being stern and being, you know, standing 10 toes down in that desire to be soft and that desire to be someone who can delegate some things that you're aware that you shouldn't be carrying on your own or that you don't want to carry on your own. That's also with the assumption that there are other people to delegate to because not everybody has people to delegate to like they are the village it's just them there's a lot of women that raise you know multiple children and it's just them and they don't have a support system they don't have anywhere else to put the burden or to share the burden or to delegate you know tasks and things so yeah that's a that's such a complex question and I don't think the answer is the same for every person I can answer for me and that is being very aware of when I am feeling that overwhelmness coming about when I'm feeling super stressed and knowing you know what this isn't going to get done today I'm gonna you know I'm gonna sit this one out I'm gonna let so-and-so do xyz and being okay with letting those things go you know what I'm saying like like I said earlier like the the consistent feeling of wanting to be productive and not wasting time as opposed to just enjoying the time is a a lesson that is being learned I don't know if you can ever complete that lesson I feel like that changes in different stages of your life but but yeah I think ultimately it starts with reprogramming and redefining of what strength is and what it looks like no you are definitely right and I think there's also power in like what you said power in letting go meaning letting go of your past letting go of the things that you just can't get done today and being okay with that. Um, but we live in a culture of we're punished for not being able to get a million things done in a to-do list. We're punished for being a single mother and no one knows how you got there. You know, we're punished for speaking up for somebody, but then we're punished for not speaking up for somebody. It's like any situation we go into, it's a double-edged sword specifically for us. But if we look at it in a different light of if you see a white person who's a single mom, you automatically think she was married and it was a divorce and it's a husband's fault and you have pity for her. But if it's the black person, they're like, oh, she's ghetto. Why she had these kids so young? And it's like, but what if she went through a nasty divorce and she's just trying to make it every day and be strong for these kids who didn't ask to come here and didn't even want, doesn't even know what's going on or knows what's going on. And now she has to be the therapist, you know? And I think that you're right. The answer is very complex. It's very multi-layered. And to still be, I don't even know if this is a term, but I feel like it's toxic functioning in today's world where we are definitely functioning, trying to live our best life, but in a toxic world where 
we're trying to swim out. Uh, anything we do is looked at as bad or negative or toxic. And it's like, so when can, and I'm not asking this for y'all. It's just like a thought process. Cause honestly, I don't feel like in our culture, we should even want validation from somebody else's culture. You only should want validation from yourself. I will still propose the question of when will other races allow us to just breathe and take that burden off of us? Oh, and I think about it because with DJ Twitch. So by now, most people are aware that DJ Twitch has passed away in um, December. And so that sparked a lot of conversations for me, specifically with, you know, my male black friends and, you know, and I'm like, hey, I'm come, you know, checking in what's going on with your mental health. Like, what's up? And a lot of them were like, thank you for reaching out. Two of them who are married was like, thank you so much for reaching out. I haven't even talked to my wife about this, or I'm trying to figure out how to talk to my kids about this. And I think that we do focus specifically because we're women. We focus on our mental health because that's, you know, that's us. That's we're our support system. But I question of like, who's out there for the black men? Like how, how are they processing stuff like this? And I think of it because he's a celebrity, but I'll ask this question to you. How are the black men in your life, even their mental health, or had they considered op- being open to this conversation of, you know, this guy took his life because he just, at this point, he just couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. It's a, it's a really difficult conversation because I have men in my life who have had dark thoughts that could, you know, potentially lead to such actions. And again, me being a very emotional person and me being in tune with emotions that I have is really challenging to pose the questions without potentially triggering something. But I I try to do my best to tap in and to offer a space for conversation and for sharing of thoughts, um, regardless of when it is, whether something, you know, like hearing someone else's passing is triggered or if it's just like a random Tuesday. Um, but just, you know, tapping in and being like, hey, how are you feeling? Like, for real, what is your mental state? You know, it's definitely a different question than like, how are you? Because nobody ever really answers that question. Um, because usually the people that are asking don't really care. And that's just something that we say for politeness. But I tend to phrase it as like, how's your mental health? Like, how are you mentally? How are you emotionally? What are you feeling? Things of that nature. And just letting them know, you know, if and when you have those moments where you feel like you want to discuss something, you know, you can come to me and we can discuss it or we can talk about it or I can just sit and listen and you can just vent or whatever it is you need, but you're not, you don't have to do it on your own. And I try my best to be, um, like for it to be known that I'm a person that they can do that with and it's their choice if they want to, you know, keep it to themselves or talk to someone else or whatever, but at least they know that they have me and I know that I could do the same thing with them and I can sit and I'll be like, you know, babe, I'm really stressed about X, Y, Z. Go to my husband and we can sit and we can talk about it. We're really stressed about, um, you know, saving money for such and such and it's giving me a lot of anxiety or what have you, you know what I mean? Like we can actually sit and have these conversations, but I think it's important for 
Black men to understand that their emotions are valid. And I think it's important for them to understand that it is important for them to feel whatever it is that they feel in its entirety. And that that's okay. That's part of being a man. That's part of being a human being. You are no less a man for crying once a week. You're no less a man for feeling angry about, you know, the state of the world and laws that get passed or whatever like you're you're just you're just no less a man and black men have had a very long history of you know a specific narrative that they grow grow up with and that they're raised to believe and not all of that is accurate for everybody but most importantly like you feel how you feel you're supposed to feel how you feel and there's no you're no less of a man because of it I love that of how you said you're no less of a man for crying and I and I would love to encourage our women to know that too is like you're no less of a woman for crying we're no less of a black culture for crying for sharing our thoughts for expressing things and I think about this because if y'all know who Dr. Sebi is um he talks about this of like you know we look at the world of like what we're eating but we don't look at how the other things that are affecting our health like dis-ease meaning your body is dis Eve is it's not in alignment, it's not smooth, right? It's not functioning the way because when we hold stuff in like stress, emotions, um, words, things that bother us, anxiety, all of that has all of that energy has to go somewhere if it's not being released. And I'm gonna use this example, y'all. But y'all know, like, when y'all gotta poop, and if you constipated because you know you like on a plane, you don't wanna poop on a plane, or like you're in a new place, and you don't wanna poop, so you just be like, oh, I'm gonna hold it till I get home. I'm gonna hold it till I get home. Hopefully, until you get to a hotel if you travel. But um, but you're gonna hold it till you get home, and you're like, oh, okay. And then by the time you get home, you're so constipated because you're backed up, right? And then it's probably a nasty look. But then when you actually get to <laughs> release, you're like, oh, that was like the best poop ever right and so I think of it that's how it is of like we are in a world where it tells us to hold in everything keep holding it in don't show emotions don't do this don't do that and so we're literally getting backed up backed up backed up backed up to now our body is like we gonna come out whether you want us to or not because we're tired of being backed up because that pain hurts y'all ever been constipated that is some uncomfortable shit <laughs> it's uncomfortable but then when it comes out you have this huge release and relief of I just needed to get it out and I think about that I know that's a weird analogy or metaphor but it's like I think about that in our t- society today of like we gotta let it out it doesn't have to be an anger and like ah oh, aggressiveness but talk to somebody have a person if you don't have anybody in your life reach out to better help and better help if you hear this you can go ahead and sponsor us too but reach Reach out to a therapist, reach out to someone. Hell, if you just need to get it out, literally record it, write it down. Like you can record it and then be like, okay, I just got it out because it's the process of expressing it. It's the process of getting it out of you and onto something else that is really, that's helpful. And so I really encourage y'all to really do that. I absolutely agree. It has to, I mean, the, the reality is it's going to come out, whether it's voluntary on your part or it's going to force itself out in one way shape or form so 
it is better as a human being to have control of that and release it in the manners which you feel safe enough to do so in a manner which is more cathartic for you to do so but for that to be of your own your own doing instead of its own doing I will say one of the things that I did on um a vacation trip a few years ago is we did a smash room and essentially it's this little room where you go and it has a bunch of breakables on a table we had like little like saucers and plates like little pieces of china there was like a tv there's like a printer um like a laptop just a bunch of random things that you can easily break and then along the wall had an array of weapons. (laughs) There was a bat, there was a golf club, there was um, like an axe, there was like a samurai sword, there's a bunch of randomness. But we had, you know, 15, 20 minutes or whatever to smash the shit out of everything in the room. And they encouraged the smaller you smash it, the better because it's easier for cleanup and recycling for them. So it was like, like leave nothing in its, like everything should be in pieces when you're done. And we had to sign a waiver. (laughs) We did it. We had to sign a waiver. And what was so fun about it was I remember taking that first like swing and seeing something like destroyed and smashed into a bunch of pieces and the actual physical like effort that it took to swing something and then to break it, like whatever that release was, whatever that physiological feeling that I had, I was like immediately like, oh, now I get why people get into fights because this shit feels amazing. (laughs) Like being able to release whatever it is that I didn't even really have the words for at the time like whatever that is that came out felt so good and we thoroughly enjoyed ourselves uh, needless to say I like the psychology of doing something like that and being able to go in a safe environment you have protective gear it was nice and padded so there wasn't anything um that we that could harm ourselves and I went with my best friend and we did it one at a time as opposed to doing it together because safety first but it was an opportunity to physically release any and everything whatever it was sadness or stress or whatever but being able to even doing stuff like that that sounds you know fun which it was but the fact that it was something that we could do to release whatever it was that we had whatever those emotions are in a safe space to do so was something that I told myself oh I gotta do this like more often like once a quarter or something like that. Because I think doing something like that is important. And whether it's going to a smash room, whether it's going to the gym, whether it is going to a therapist, whether it's writing or painting or whatever, there's so many different avenues that exist to express your emotions and to express what it is that you're feeling and where you are mentally at that moment. Take those opportunities and do that for yourself because number one, you deserve it, okay? And there's nothing wrong with you. There's absolutely nothing wrong with you. This part of life and being an adult in this country can be shit and it can be incredibly hard. It's okay to do those things. So find something that, you know, you enjoy, find something that works for you. Go smash some shit safely and then go enjoy your life. So I just want to say, I'm so glad you said that because I'm taking my sisters to um, a smash room or a rage room because um, even thinking about mental health and black women, like we don't really talk about this a lot, but applying for jobs is stressful. And 
the rejection is can take a toll on a person too. And so um, my sister, and I love you and sorry, hopefully you don't hear this episode. <laughs> um, me and her both have been applying and applying and she wanted this one position and they first and foremost, oh, I was about to call out the company, but y'all some bullshit. Y'all, y'all fucked up for this. Y'all are shit. Literally. And I would not be buying another car from y'all. <laughs> but no, they went, they put her through like four different rounds of interviews. Four. And when we think about that, that's a lot. But all in all to say that four different rounds still had to follow up and then to say, oh, we won't want another candidate. You knew you were going to do that at round three-ish and you already having doubts. At that point, that's what should have been communicated, but that's neither here nor there. My my point is, I'm glad you said that of like the smash room because I am taking my sisters and stuff there for that. And that's confirmation for me. But I love how you said, like, you didn't realize how amazing it was just to release it. And you probably had some stuff that was so pent up. Like, you were probably releasing, like, having fun. But your mind was probably like, I'm releasing this bitch. Ah, beating her ass. Or I'm releasing, I'm pissed off at this happened and I had no control over it or I'm pissed off that you know my I don't know whatever situation that you're going through that's really what you're getting out and that's what you're beating and it's a physical way to really release it but get it out but also be like you know what that felt good all right I'm gone so I just want to say I love that when I tell y'all how much lighter I felt after that and it probably took me a while to realize like to really understand the like the psychology behind what was happening we just did a fun activity we was on vacation in Vegas but every time I think about that I just I think about taking the time to focus like specifically focus on releasing this energy and you don't realize how much you have pent up until it all starts pouring out of you it was also funny too because this particular place had like a back room I think they like tricked out their like back storage area for like a recovery space where they had like games and they had like a mini fridge and they had snacks and we could stay there as long as we want to. And my thought was like, this is essentially to like recalibrate ourselves to calm down and, you know, bring it, bring our energy level back down to, you know, a socially acceptable level before they release us back out to society. Um, as opposed to smashing a bunch of shit and then immediately leaving and not having that, that time to re-regulate our like emotions or where we're at physically in that moment um which I thought that that was really funny but I also think that that's necessary as well like you can't I feel like you can't go to a spa and go get a nice massage and then immediately go walk right up into a club like that's too much stimulus that's a lot going on like you gotta recalibrate yourself before you can do things of that nature so yeah, uh, y'all need to do y'all f- find a release, find something that you enjoy, and release all the stuff that you don't even know that's pent up because there's stuff in there that's pent up that you're not even aware of, and it's maybe not as prominent, but it's there and it will explode if you don't let it out. Ha ha ha! Explode! You will have diarrhea of your emotions. <laughs> and I love that how she said you don't know what. Because there's some things that are all hidden in us. And I don't want to say hidden. We just put it in the closet and pretend that it's not there until we actually have to deal with it. And that dealing with it is that shittiness that's going to come out. But really, I challenge y'all. And I want to ask you too, Sunny D, of like, what would you really challenge our audience to think about or take away or hope that they, especially our Black girlfriends or POCs too, leave like they 
takeaway and that they can actually do moving forward specifically with their mental states? I think the first thing that can easily be done is to recognize your emotions when you have them, good or bad. Just be self-aware of what you're feeling in those moments. And that's not to say that you need to immediately do something with it, but I feel like you can't like go to therapy, you can't journal, you can't be motivated to like go to the gym or something like that if you aren't aware of when you have those moments that are stressful when you have those moments of anxiety when you're scared when you're angry like if you don't recognize that as what it is then it's it makes it much harder to find something to alleviate that or to counteract it you know what I mean so my advice would be to pay attention to yourself and recognize listen to your body and recognize when you feel the emotions that you feel to start. Yeah, my advice would be very similar. Just get it out somehow, some way, get it out. Do not let it stay in you, whether you're walking, talking, talk. I mean, I walk and talk to the trees or the clouds or the wind, Um, but get it out somehow. Just get it out. Do not let it stay in. And with that, we are going to transition into our moments of melanation. Moments of melanation. Moments of Melanation is where we highlight a Black person doing their thing. Today for Moments of Melanation, we are highlighting. So you guys, as we've discussed, like your mental state and your mental health is really important. And there's so many factors that can contribute to its fluctuations, right? For me, a disorganized space kind of makes my mind really cloudy. And when I found The Muted Home, I really fell in love. So The Muted Home is a newish company. It's a home decor company that reimagines and enhances every area of your home. Really stood out to me with the word, their spice jars. And this is a Black-owned company. This couple is so, so cute. And And I tried desperately to actually find their names. I think their last names are the Banks, but I don't know their first name and last names are their first names for each of them. But they are um, a really gorgeous couple and kind of stood out to me because I love the aesthetic of something that is functional and easy to find and things of that nature. So um, the owners of the muted home, they actually started renovations of their home during the pandemic back in 2020, and they documented their process online. And the people that follow them are really loving this content and this kind of is what inspired them to launch their business and they even won like a $50,000 grant that they could use towards their business and so their designs are really modern they're simple yet they're really inviting and functional which I personally love and you can find them on Instagram at the muted home for like all of their organizing and decor um, inspiration you can see this couple that I'm talking about they're just they're so they're so black and they're so cute and you can just see the love between them and the love that they have for this business that they have that they've built and I love a good I love a good home decor I can't go into home goods unsupervised because I'm buying a bunch of unnecessary stuff but I like things that are functional and I like things that are organized and it helps me personally like with my mental health when I'm in a space that has a function and that has a flow where I can find things and it's not um, as chaotic because we've talked about this a time or two on the show 
where, you know, when your spaces or when your environment is chaotic, mentally, you tend to be chaotic as well. They kind of parallel. So I love the fact that this is a company that I could purchase their products to organize my space so that it's more (laughs) less chaotic than I feel at times. Nikai, what do you think? No, you know I'm all for all things practical and functional. That is my love language. If you can give me something that's practical, if you give me something that's practical and functional, we on the same page. And kudos to them, one for just creating this, but also, like you said, organization or being in a space where it's organized and it's clear. I feel like, like you said, your brain can function a lot more. Creativity happens and you just feel at ease because there's not a lot of stuff because I do believe that your brain, your area or your environment is a reflection of your brain. So if it's a lot going on, if you look at your house and you're like, oh my gosh, why is there so much stuff everywhere? Well, this what's going on in your head. Is it? This is definitely a replica. So kudos to y'all. And I'm so happy that y'all got that 5K, 50K grant. Kudos. Um, And with that, before we move to our um, affirmation, I do want to leave y'all with this quote. And it is, the myth of the strong Black woman is the other side of the coin of the myth of the beautiful, dumb blonde. So, um, and that's by Eldridge Cleaver. And I just want to leave that with y'all specifically of what we were talking about with mental states and everything. Um, But with that, here's our affirmation for this episode. So our affirmation is, I am kind to myself. I take care of myself. I value myself. I am patient with myself. I love myself. I love that um, because I think we need to really value ourselves a lot more and give ourselves more credit and tell ourselves that, you know, bitch, we doing a good job. Bitch, we doing a good job. Bitch, we doing a good job. If you don't like that word, then girl, you doing a good job. Girl, you doing a good job. Dude, y'all doing a good job. We as human, we functioning and we doing a good job. Um, And with that, y'all can follow us on <laughs> social media. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Hit um us up on the blog where you can listen to naysays on where'smyblueprintpod.com. You can listen to this episode every Wednesday where it drops out every Wednesday on Spotify, Amazon, and Apple, Google Podcasts. And with that, we thank you and we say over and out. Peace out.